I'd forgotten the word Judas is in that song, too. My man just puts the word Judas in as many songs as, as he can. Wow. The old school Jericho entrance music? <laughs> is that what you're going with? Oh, man. What a legend. So who do we give credit to this for this beat? WWE? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't do the breakdown when, like, the... Numbers are counting down. Yeah, it was way too early. It would have taken too long, but you get the point. We'll call that, we'll call that Walls of Jericho. Yeah. How about that? The uh, Chris Jericho entrance uh, theme from back in the day. We were talking Jericho earlier. By the way, that was one of the greatest lead-ups the WWF then ever had. Before social media, that would have been 99, 2000, something like that. That countdown thing they kept putting up. Yeah. Nobody knew what it was. There was not social media at the time. Everybody just kept couldn't figure it out. Maybe if you were reading the Insider magazines, you knew. But I remember that night. I think it all ended on a Raw. And it ended. Yeah. The countdown came down. And that thing. And then the song even started. Who you're was like, he talking to? Was it the Rocket Stone Cold? It was one of them. It was the Rock. It was he, the Rock. He okay. interrupted a Rock promo. That's it. And the music hits. And you're like, wait, what? And then they flash the word Jericho on the screen. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. The, the pop in that building. It really was like the. It was going to come loose, man. And then. Yo, he even made like the little ponytail with the long hair look fly. Oh, dude, he was great. I mean, yeah, he could put it on top like, of his head. Put it head. on top of his head. Anybody else would be considered a sissy or something like that. No, not Chris Jericho. Looked like a G. He showed up, went word for word with The Rock on the mic, and then, you know, continued his legacy. All right. So we've had a little Jericho discussion today, but all the other discussions now. Now fall to second and third place and beyond because UT has fired Chris Beard. If you're just tuning in, this happened about 1.40 or so this afternoon. Uh, we saw it from our guy Jeff Howe at Horns247.com. Other uh, insider sites then started reporting it. I saw it on ESPN.com a couple minutes after that. Oh, yeah, it's out there. Texas has decided they are moving on from Chris Beard, and uh, the university did release a statement. Maybe that's a good place to start this hour. Zay read some of this, uh, if not the whole thing, earlier. Let's get it out there again from Chris Del Conte. By the way, Chad and Zay with you on a Thursday. Glad you're with us. Uh, unfortunately, Longhorn fans, it's under these circumstances. Uh, Chris Del Conte says the University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. It's been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today I inform Mr. Beard of our decision to terminate him effective immediately. We thank Coach Rodney Terry for his exemplary leadership both on and off the court at a time when our team needed it most. We're grateful he will remain the acting head coach for the remainder of the season. We are proud of our student-athletes, coaches, and staff who throughout this difficult time have continued to make us proud to be Longhorns. Dot, 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 other than the other night when they let K-State go off. No, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. Oh, man. That is not what it says. I I thought I'd throw in some levity, and it might have been the wrong time. That's my bad. No, that's a a statement from Chris Del Conte. And, again, all I can say to Longhorn fans today, Zay, to you and all Longhorn fans, is I'm just so sorry to hear about this. The moment I heard that story break on, what was it, a Monday when that happened, when he got suspended? I, I think, think so. I, I feel like it was a Monday coming off a weekend. December 12th. What day was that? That's I, why we have phones. I, I think that'd be right because the 10th was a Saturday. So yeah, December 12th. So Monday. 
I just remember the sinking feeling I had for you and Longhorn fans because we deal with so many you know Longhorn fans every day, and we're doing shows uh, for Longhorn fans uh, in a lot of the in a lot of cases, and we're the flagship station and all that. Just uh, just sad that day. I remember thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can continue. Yeah, I woke up to him. my phone vibrating and stuff from multiple people, and that was the story. Yeah. Oh man, and it's I tweeted, just, "What the hell did I just wake up to?" Right. That's uh, it's just it's so awful. Uh, and again, on the personal side, you just hope that um, you hope Coach Beard and his fiance will be all right, and their relationship is good, and whatever needs to happen there needs to happen. Texas just decided they could not have him as their basketball coach, so they will move forward. The team will try to move forward react to it and, and play as well as they can in Stillwater and moving forward throughout the season. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just uh, apparently a story that I don't know how long this has been developing necessarily. Yeah, and I, I do but, not want, you know, we haven't talked about it much, which we shouldn't talk about it much. It's, it's not that big of a deal slash story. Steve Sarkeesian blowing up before the Alamo Bowl on that producer or staffer, whoever works for ESPN, with this story coming out, that's why that looks a lot worse than what it was. Because now people are like, oh, angry Texas coaches, this and that. There's what's going on down there in yeah, Austin, that's, and that's unfair. But yeah, that's, hey, a, that's, that's a weird connection to make is. between those two. It is. But. It's absolutely unfair. Yeah. But that's what like all these other schools are saying when they see just something that's very minor as that with Steve Sarkeesian with all this Chris Beer stuff going on. I got a real easy distinction for you on those two stories. One of them is conduct unbecoming the Texas head coach. The other one is a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, easy. There's stuff you can do that I could say, ooh, I don't know if the Texas coach should be doing that. But you could keep your job. Yeah. This other one, Texas decides, no, 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 no. This is this is beyond that, and we can't. We can't move forward with all that it would be. We can't move forward with you coaching the kids, recruiting the kids, talking to parents, talking to families. That's one of the first things you brought up to me as a Longhorn fan, right? We, talk, we, we start talking about the living rooms. What happens in the living rooms now? What happens with uh, you know, negative recruiting from other teams and all those things? And how do you talk to the moms, yeah. the grandmothers, the sisters. Yeah, mom wants to know that her boy's in great hands right. when he goes off. He wants yeah. that second father figure, if not first father figure, depending on the situation, to be that coach like majority of these college coaches are for these athletes. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's heavy stuff, man. So uh, we are sorry to hear about this. Obviously, Zay is really sorry to hear about this today as a Longhorn fan, as somebody that covers the Longhorn program. Uh, I am just sorry to hear about it today. I'm sorry it had to come to this, but UT made the decision that they thought was right for them, and um, we'll see uh, down the road if Chris Beard does indeed end up coaching. I think that- most people that know college basketball would tell you there's somebody in that world mm-hmm. that's going to be willing to and again we got to wait for it to all play out that's yeah. that's the other thing texas is texas is taking the the chance they're taking here is that at the end of the process chris beard comes out of it completely clean now i don't know if that's possible but if he does that's when the longhorns may look back and go oh okay well we didn't wait around for that but we had to move when we had to move. Right. At the end of whatever that process is, however clean or dirty he might appear to some people, I think there's going to be somebody that wants to uh, 
wants to interview him. We'll just see who oh, it is. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Either it might be a D2 in Nowheresville, Nevada, or it might be an NAIA and who knows where, Delaware, either where. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. going to, you know, give him a shot. But now we're just kind of all eyes are going to be on Coach Terry and what he does because – you don't think a Chris Beard team, I know Coach Terry is a defensive guy also, but you don't think a Chris Beard team would have given up that 116 like we saw the Horns uh, gave up on a couple of nights ago against Kansas State. So that's what everybody's going to say. Every loss they have, every close game, whether they look good or whether they don't, it's always going to go back to if they had Beard, what would it look like, you know? And, yes, that's unfair for Coach Terry, but that's the thing he's going to have to deal with for the rest of the year. And, you know, hopefully guys like, you know, those upperclassmen, Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen, Christian Bishop, Brock Cunningham, Serge Jabari Rice, hopefully they could understand the moment and you know, and just build as a team and help this unify them so they could go on and make a deep run and have a successful Big 12 and put that into March. Two different uh, texts coming in here on uh, either side of the issue. One texter saying, don't need the drama regardless of his outcome. And another texter right near there saying, this is a mistake on UT's part. So a lot of different opinions huh. coming in. Specs text line 337-3776 if you want to give us your opinion. Chris Beard has been fired by UT. That obviously becomes our biggest story of the day. Let's get you a couple of, uh, of positive stories here. Actually, I'll be fair. I don't know if what Zay was going to talk about in Where Are We At in Society is a positive but yeah, it's positive. Let's okay. do it. All right, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a lighter story there. Let's get that in, and then we'll get you the update on DeMar Hamlin. So here we go. Where are we at? Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, let's make some Longhorn fans smile a little bit, and then we'll get back to this stuff. All right, Chad. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the finalists, 2023 finalists in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. And you know, people were getting after me for Tony Parker, which I went back to my research. Everybody's right. Tony Parker, first ballot. Not even close. It, I, it was right. I was just thinking about all the point guards during that era. But, yeah, Tony Parker, he was amazing. Those rings he won. He was averaging 20 in seasons. He definitely deserves it. Well, so, and you've always been friends with the Barry brothers, so you're just defending <laughs> You're defending them. So I get it. Yo, I, John Barry <laughs> did go to Paris Junior College where I went and got a scholarship <laughs> for. So, hey, I, I do have a certain little, you know, niche with the, the berries. Uh, so, yes, I, I feel that. But this the week, or maybe today, the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists came out. Okay. And, yeah, you might feel old for some of these players that I named, but mm. I'm going to name them all. Okay. And based on the guys that I name, you tell me the five that should make it out of this list. Okay. Darren Woodson. Patrick mm. Willis. Okay. Reggie Wayne. Let's not be a homer here either. Let's be objective. DeMarcus Ware. Zach Thomas. Joe Thomas, the offensive lineman for the, Joe, Joe uh, yeah, for the Browns all those years. Darrell Island Revis. Albert Ooh, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Albert Lewis. Andre Johnson. Okay. Tory Holt. Devin Hester. Ooh. Dwight Freeney. Rondé Barber. Willie Anderson and Minnesota Vikings legend Jared Allen. All right, hang on. I got four of my five already. And then, uh, uh, okay, hang on. I get down to two guys. Uh, Willie Anderson, Jared Allen, if you didn't catch those last two. All right. 
Okay, I'm going to go homer on one because I'm, oh, no, go. I, I got to go homer on one. Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he is. Darren Woodson's a That's Hall of Famer. Easy. The yeah. fact that he is he first, he's not first ballot. I mean, not first, excuse he's me, been... this isn't his first time, right? Yeah. He needs to be in. Yeah. Um, so, g- gut reaction, I've not seen the list until you just started reading it off. I'll say Woodson, Revis, Hester, Freeney, and Allen would be my initial gut. Wow, no DeMarcus Ware. I wouldn't say DeMarcus is an immediate Hall of Famer to me right now. And I almost went Rondé Barber. I almost went with another per- oh, personal pick. Homer, yeah. DeMarcus is a badass. I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Famer. Rondé's a badass. I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Famer. I want them to both be, but my initial gut tells me if those are my three guys, those two in Woodson, Woodson's in first. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Rondé to make it because Darrell Revis, I think he's he's in there. Yeah. Like, and, that's... And, Especially being the best corner on this list, he's there. And I'm also a believer in kind of the dog show theory of Hall of Fames and and some other things sometimes, which means are you better at what you do than everybody else is better at what they do? And that's where Devin Hester might get the lean for me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Because he's one of the most badass return guys we have ever seen. So and he was doing that at Miami, oh, like dude, before yeah. he came to the league. You go right. back and look at his Miami tape. He was taking punt returns, kick returns to the house then, and we saw what he did for the Bears and the NFL all those years. So I, I'm with that. I, I'm with that. Now, now you do, you do, you did just notice that the way I was raised w- with defensive football, I just picked four defensive guys and a return specialist. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, they do not. That's why they don't let me have votes. In okay, can, in Canton, Ohio. So, so you would like to think <laughs> you would like to think one of the three receivers on this list is going to make it. Yeah, this is a tough g- one. Give them to me again. Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Andre Johnson. Tory Holt. <sighs> Just in terms of pure talent, I want to go Andre Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, he was a freak. Holt's numbers, if we just pulled him out, I bet they're incredible. Yo, I give and Andre the, Johnson but, the nod just for knocking out Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, pass. that's true. But then Reggie Wayne's got some Peyton Manning numbers to hook himself onto. He wasn't just throwing to Marvin Harrison. And that's the thing. Andre Johnson, he never played with any quarterback right. caliber of Kurt Warner like Torrey Holt or Peyton Manning like Reggie Wayne. But is Andre Johnson... Is Andre Johnson on some level like a Calvin Johnson, who just got in, by the way? Is he kind of on that level where you go, I don't care who he played with, he was that good? He's he, not Megatron, but he's he's close, man. He, he's close. Maybe because like you get to watch him more just playing with the Texans. You got to see all his games, basically. Right. But... All right, let's. I don't know, man. Let, let's see how nerd. Let's see how nerdy you can get. So you're saying he's not Megatron? Is he Starscream? All right, so you didn't get that one. That's good. That's <laughs> for the. That's for all the Transformers fans out there. Thank you very much. Thank you. My nerdy white ass will be here all, all wow. day. Wow. Thank you. That was wow. A sec- that was the second in command. Okay, now I was to, thinking to Megatron. Was there a player in the fifties that hey. he's talking about with that nickname? There has never been an evil villain dynamic. Like Megatron and Starscream. They had such a crazy mixed up relationship. I don't even want to get into it. I think it. they're making another Transformers movie. Oh, too. they are. I don't want any part of it. 
And Shia LaBeouf ain't in. I don't want to see. Michael it. Bay has ruined them for for me and many other people. Uh, I, I don't need that stuff. But uh, I am a Transformers guy. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue to look at that list. That's interesting to see what happens. Right, bef- right around Super Bowl time is when they'll name the the, the winners. Right? Again, when you say pure talent, when we talk about those three receivers, it'll be tough for Andre Johnson because one thing that Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne have over him is rings. That's true. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Wayne's got they both one. have one. Right, they yeah, both have one. one. Yeah, uh, and with badass uh, badass offenses and badass quarterbacks, and one's got Kurt Warner throwing <laughs> to him, and one's got <laughs> Peyton Manning, and Andre Johnson's got who was it? Who? Matt Schaub? Derek Carr? No, not Derek Carr. Dave David. There was a David Carr back. At, no. Oh, wow, oh. he played with David. Now, I don't know if he played with David. I had to look to double Schaub check that. Schaub was his best quarterback. Schaub was probably the best one. You're right. All right. Uh, so there's some NFL stuff for you. Trying to lighten the mood a little bit here for Longhorn fans because it is a sad day on some levels with this Chris Beard story. Texas has fired Chris Beard as men's basketball coach. We'll continue to talk about that story. Also, good news out of the NFL with Demar Hamlin uh, showing s- signs of improvement, significant signs of improvement. He has been described as awake and sh- and squeaky squeezing the hands of family members and Zay saw something earlier today where the so the doctors did do a little press conference and what did the doctors say like he asked them who won the game yeah he asked them who won the game and the doctors told him you won the game yeah. You won the game. You man. did. You are still with it's us. Crazy. Apparently, he can write and communicate that way. I don't believe he's actually speaking yet, but things are progressing in a good direction for Demar Hamlin. So great to hear that story. No word yet on the NFL specific plan for that Bengals Bills game, and if they're actually going to play it. Uh, coming up, it is why today matters. You know why it is. If you're a Longhorn fan, Texas fires Chris Beard today. We will talk about it next on the Horn. Machine gun rap for all my niggas in the back. Stadium pack, linebacker in the flash stack. See through yellow lines. Rock a fly jersey in the summertime guard. Magic marker rap, bleed Benadine. Relax, wrote this. Coming at your crab head. Coping, snatch your ice off. Chilling in the back. Throw the lights off. Waves, water blend. Round flowing, slow motion. Thick snare. All right, like rolling through a Thursday that really changed about halfway through the show with the firing of Chris Beard. If you're just jumping in, Texas has fired Chris Beard today, and we're talking about it here on Chad. And Zay, keep it right here on the horn. All right, Zay, what do we got here? I don't no guess here. I, you're getting hints of all the kung fu stuff. Oh, that of the cursing. Oh, uh, that should give me. That should like give me the hint. It should definitely give you the hint. Oh, see, I'm not. I'm not gonna be familiar with which rapper is known for kung fu sounds. Rappers. Rappers. So did that lead me to like the Wu Tang? There it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wu Tang Clan. I was gonna Off say of their I, second album. I know I was gonna say it, but it was gonna make me just sound really dorky and you know dorky and white as always. But I was gonna be like, I really love the sound effects. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, if you're not a Wu Tang fanatic, then it'll be tough because they have so many guys in the group. So you really gotta know each one specifically. The first one was Raekwon, you know, the chef. But so yeah, this you would, gotta really know. So Wu-Tang. this is the whole ensemble right here. Yeah, a lot of them are on gotcha. this song. 
All right. Uh, and what's the name of it again? It's yours. It's yours. Off their second album, Wu-Tang Forever. Wu-Tang Clan, Aretha Franklin, Deep Purple, Fozzie, and Grassroots. Oh, yeah. Plus the Chris Jericho entrance music from back in the day <laughs> to start the third hour. Somehow, Chris Jericho found his way into the show today. Yeah, no, Chris Jericho didn't die. Somebody asked on the specs. No, 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 that no. That didn't happen. We gave Chris Jericho his love because uh, he donated to DeMar Hamlin's foundation on the GoFundMe, spelled his name wrong, and then went back and donated another $5,000 and spelled it right. So good for Chris Jericho and good for all the people that have helped that foundation. There are a bunch of kids in a little town in Pennsylvania that are going to be taken care of for so long, whether it's toy drives or they do kids' camps and food programs and all kinds of stuff. And I know that um, DeMar Hamlin is going to be happy to hear about that. He is communicating with folks today. If you just tuned in on that story, uh, they are describing him as awake on some level, whatever that means to, to the people that are there, that's awesome to hear. He's squeezing the hands of friends and family members. He's able to communicate with writing. He asked the doctors who won the game, and they responded with, you did, uh, apparently. So we're going to hopefully continue to hear great little bits of stories like that uh, where things continue to get better for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, also, the team has to feel better today because they had a Zoom call with his dad and got an update. Heck, now they may have multiple teammates might have been able to, I don't know if they've actually been able to go to the hospital, but at least communicate to with people there to where they might even have you know seen uh, DeMar in a way that, that gives them comfort. And I know that's uh, something that's been important to uh, a lot of those players. So I don't, know, I don't know what the mindset of that team is right now, Zay, but wow. Yeah, how, how do you go about your day? I mean, just God forbid anything happen to anybody here at the station, but I don't know how we would go about working if something happened to, you know, somebody here. So right. just think about what they're going through to try to play such a physical game on, you know, this Sunday in football. So it has to be tough for, you know, Sean McDermott, coach of the Bills, and the rest of that squad. But like you said, having that call this morning, definitely good news, which should ease some of their minds just a little bit. Yeah, and by by the way, remember that is a uh, that's a Buffalo home game this week. You imagine it's going to be crazy. That that just or that the aura around that about that place, the positivity that's going to be there. Bills Mafia, uh, and then maybe if they've gotten even more good news this week on the uh, progression of Demar Hamlin, that's just that's going to be incredible. So we'll keep our eyes on that. But obviously, this Chris Beard story is the biggest thing around these parts right now. Let's get into why today matters, uh, and today it matters because the Longhorns have decided to move on. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. January 5th, 2023, the day Texas fires Chris Beard. It quickly developed into the, uh, I'm sure, uh, the, the biggest trending story. I don't know about all of Twitter, but I'm sure it's high up that list. It ended up on ESPN.com as the first story pretty quickly, uh, and we first saw it from our guy Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. Get over there for the very latest. Uh, some of the text that we're seeing roll in here, 337-3776, uh, of differing versions. Somebody says, so basically, 
basically at UT, you're guilty until proven innocent. Someone else says something that UT had to do, unfortunately. Someone else says, I think Coach Beard will have to rebuild himself in maybe the NBA G League, work his way back. Somebody else says they should have waited until it worked itself through the DA decision on charges. I agree it's a mistake, all capital letters, to fire him this early. Just different opinions from folks. We will gladly take your opinions on it as well. 337-3776. Just a really tough day for Longhorn fans, Zay. And one of the early questions I had was how patient could Texas be? Because it's real easy to say that. We're not going to comment on pending investigations. We're going to wait this out. But I kept wondering, the true power, whoever that is, if you believe the true power is an athletic director or a president or a chancellor or big money donors or whoever, whoever that power is that ultimately made this decision, how patient were they at the beginning? How mad were they at the beginning? How upset were they? How forgiving were they? That That's just hard to know. And... In some ways, I'm a little surprised we got all the way to January 5th. And then in other ways, I get why a fan might say, oh, couldn't you have been a little more patient and let this play out a little bit? Right. I I get both sides of that argument. Yeah, because just innocent until proven guilty, just I completely understand that from the objective standpoint. But also, how long are you willing to wait? I mean, we know that when it goes to trial this could take a very long time mm-hmm. and texas doesn't have that time to wait on something like that's a very dark cloud hanging on the university you know where this team could do some really good things when march comes around and i don't think you want that just over their heads when that happens so yeah I- i'm not surprised that this mood was made uh, this move was made and yeah it seems like not even being a, you know not even it being a month, December 12, when all this stuff came out, it feels like it's been going on for years. Like, it just, it's so crazy. You haven't seen anything like it in sports, yet alone college basketball. And, yeah, now we just got to, I guess, move on and see what happens now, whether it's going to be Coach Terry as the coach for the future or where the horns are going to go from here and look at somebody else. Yeah, it, it, somebody was bringing up earlier on an, on the text when, you know, Chris Beard built this staff and built this team and everything. One of the things everybody noticed about it was that he got guys to come here to be an assistant coach with him that had been head coaches. So obviously that helps out with a Rodney Terry. And when, when Rodney Terry was asked about it, it's like, look, this is terrible a situation for us. It's not what the team wanted, but hey, I've done this. Yeah. I've done this before. Chris Ogden's done this before. Not as long as Coach Terry, but both those guys have head coaching experience. There's other experience yeah, on Co- Coach Donaldson, assistant coach. Mm-hmm. He coached in Europe for a number amount of years. So, yeah, all these guys have some coaching experience at the head uh, coaching level. And we'll just see. You know, We'll see how this team develops now. Now that they know, they know for sure. And now Coach Terry understands, hey, for the rest of this season, I'm your coach, you're my players, and we do not have to worry as much as we all on some level wanted him to walk back in the door. Now you can give him the patino for sure. Chris, yeah. Chris Beard's not walking through that door. So we, we, we move forward. We figure this out. We go through the toughest conference in America. But that's what we had to do anyway. And then on the backside of it, does Chris Del Conte have a decision made for him in a way? Hey, this school just watched a situation where a scandal in a sport and the firing of a head coach resulted in a national championship. Remember that tennis story? 
that dude still got the job. Yeah. Because they went out and did the work. It was a really good team. It was a badass team. And, heck, I think we can put that comparison side by side since the Longhorns were, what, number two at one point this year. Are they, you know, are they the best team in the country? Maybe not, but they've been considered amongst the group. So, you know, we'll see what it is by the end of the year. Can Rodney Terry make a statement for himself with this team and say, yeah, look, see, see what I did? Um, consider me. Interview me. I'll get you my resume. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry about I botched Coach Donald Wall's name. Call him Coach Donald since Coach Bob Donald Wall, who coached overseas for a number amount of years. But, yeah, I'm with you, Chad. This is Coach Terry's trial run. And he right now he's 5-1. and one. We know what happened in that Kansas State game. They broke a record for points given up in a very long time, like since 90-something. And, hell, I don't even think uh, that record was there. I think that 116, I don't think that's ever been done for a Texas team, or it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. So if that was Coach Beard on the sideline, would that have happened? And Coach Terry's going to have to face questions like that all season long. Everything that happens in every game, whether they get out-rebounded, turnover battle, miss free throws, not drawing up the right play, not getting the guy. Uh, maybe if Marcus Carr takes a bad shot, people will be wondering, oh, if Chris Beard, would he have drew up a better play for Tyrese Hunter or Tammy Allen? All those questions. Coach Terry is going to have to deal with, but hey, again, it's going to go back to those players, those upperclassmen, you know, Serge Barry Rice, Brock Cunningham, Christian Bishop, Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen, all of those guys will have played a lot of college basketball to understand and take the leadership with this team and say, yo, we don't play for the guy on the sideline, even though we do, we play for the front of the chest and not the back. So if you have that type of mindset, you can still do special things this year, get Dylan Mitchell to come along. Arterio Morris, also those young freshmen. And, yeah, Tyrese Hunter had a really good game uh, against Kansas State, especially shooting the ball. This team can still do something special. Text keep rolling in, 337-3776 on the Specs text line. This one says, there's not a scenario where what happened is acceptable. Texas will be all right. This sounds, uh, says, sounds like a bunch of single guys giving their opinions on the firing of Chris Beard on social media. This one says, I blame Dana White slapping his wife. Why Texas fired Coach Beard. That's interesting. Uh, this says, that Be- did happen. And did. This says, Betty gets hired by another school by the summertime. Wow. And another texter says, he's guilty, no. No doubt in a lot of people's minds. Uh, but yes, when somebody texted earlier about guilty until proven innocent, in terms of the actual legal process, I think we can understand what they're saying there. Um, and like we talked about earlier, now that Texas has cut ties, what happens if the charge isn't a felony? What happens if charges get I mean, dropped altogether is, would be extreme, but what happens if he is ultimately not charged with a felony? There's going to be some fans reacting to that. And Chris Beard's what one in uh I can't even say one and a half year here, but one in some change years here. There have been some red flags that I've noticed. They're not red flags to where you think he would be in a domestic violence situation. Absolutely not. But there were red flags basketball wise that made me just think, mm, I wouldn't do things that way. One, he would always wear a different colored shirt than the rest of his team than the rest of his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. That's very odd. Yeah, I, remember very, po- I remember you pointing that very, out at the beginning. I've never said that on air. I've never said that much. I don't think I've said that on air. I might have said it on B&E back in the day. I don't know. But 
that's a red flag for me. It's very egotistical. Like, mm. why are you separating yourself from the rest of the team? Go look at this Kansas State team. Coach Terry's rocking the same icy long sleeve shirt as the rest of the squad. Go look at a lot of these coaches, big time coaches uh, uh, in college basketball. Bill Self, uh, uh, um, you know Scott Drew, all those guys. They're fresh to death and all coordinated together. Chris Beard wear a different shirt than everyone else. Why? That's it, just a weird thing. Is, you the, know. is the logic like the football thing? Where no, that no. like a sideline no, deal. Where it's it, not. It's easier to see him. It is not. No, it's, no, it's not. You know your head coaches. You know his no. voice. It's more, way more intimate. Because he and, sits in the same place the whole game. Yeah, right. He's either pacing or he's sitting in the same chair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that goes back to what I said earlier about me having the conversation with Casey Stutter, big, ugly, tailgate, legendary, uh, uh, Longhorn offensive lineman, uh, 05 championship, about him buying into guys who play. Coach Beard never played. He was a manager for Tom Penders. So it seemed like at times he would have to go, in a way, over and beyond to get respect in my eyes that Mm. you might not have to do if you played. And some guys, you know, whether that's yelling or just how you go about your coaching philosophy, some of the some guys don't react well to that. We saw that with Jalen Tyson, who left midseason last year uh, to go to Texas Tech. We saw that with Trey Mitchell, who also left midseason to go to uh, uh, West Virginia. He's playing for Bob Huggins, so you know that's interesting. Like Bob Huggins, he'll get in your stuff. Like, right. he, he'll jump your bones. And, you know, so it must have been something very odd there. Yurik uh, Malagai, who, assistant coach, one year in, one year in, University of Texas to go to Manhattan, one Kansas State. State. Yeah. Coach Howard, who came from Bill Self at Kansas and spent one year last year for, uh, 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 with Coach Beard. He ain't even coaching basketball no more. All those things. That's just very odd. For guys to leave midseason, I get transfer portal, understand that. But for guys to live, leave midseason, for guys, which this is the University of Texas, this is the ATX. If you're making money and you're an assistant coach, like life could be very good. You figure like, you're you don't staying. Wanna, yeah, yeah, you figure you're staying. Yeah. But for those, both of those guys to jump ship like they did, that's very interesting and odd to me. All right, continue those uh, texts coming. We'll feed those into Ball Don't Lie. Rod and Harge coming up to talk about the firing of Chris Beard and all the other big stories of the day, but obviously that's the biggest one around these parts today. Also remember for Longhorn football fans, tonight at 7, the replay of the Longhorn Blitz podcast for you. Coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds on the day Texas fires Chris Beard. Really no other story bigger than that for us right now on the Horn. Chris Local 482, you accept the challenge to give your best each day while shaping Austin's economic development. Apply today at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. I'm Mrs. Raven and Shaggy with a combination of Jamis. Flip this one for your musical disc. Finishing up on a Thursday, Chris Beard's been fired by Texas. That's the biggest story of the day for us. I am familiar with this song. It's a great, it's not even, you can't call it a cover. It's a great uh, sampling of a song from 
like the past, ain't just call me Angel of the Morning and all that, and then making it into a cool little hip hop song. Who is this? Shaggy. Oh, see, I should have listened carefully because that's the same guy that does the It Wasn't Me song. Yeah. And I should have recognized the voice. Oh, what a run he has. And I did not do that. All right. Shaggy, Wu-Tang Clan, Aretha, Deep Purple, Fozzie, and Grass Roots. All right. Uh, we also had the Jericho entrance music to start the third hour. It's been a bit of a wild show today. We uh, we always have fun doing a full show. We had a weird, heavy start to the week with Coach Gus, um, his death, and, and, of course, the story of DeMar Hamlin. Throughout the week, the DeMar Hamlin story has progressed little by little uh, into some positive stuff today uh, from, from those doctors. We'll get you a little bit more of that. But Chris Beard being fired is the biggest story of today, of course. All right, let's get some uh, stems and seeds. I think I might have time to read the statement from Chris Beard's lawyer. Are we interested in that? Oh, all right. Here, here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no stems. All right, brought to you by AB Consultations, 255-8678, or go to abconsultations.com. Perry Minton says, quote, Chris Beard is crushed at the news he will not be coaching at the University of Texas. At the outset of Coach Beard's suspension, the university promised they would conduct an independent investigation surrounding the allegations and make a decision regarding his employment only after they had done so. They proceeded to terminate Chris Beard without asking a single question of him or his fiance. Since the arrest, there have only been positive developments clearly demonstrating his innocence. Additionally, it is my opinion, shared by others, that any potential charges against Coach Beard will be declined very soon. This is an addition to the statements made by his fiance that emphatically state that the original reports were inaccurate. I am concerned that the University of Texas has made a terrible decision against the interest of the university based on Twitter feeds and editorials and not the facts concerning a truly innocent man. The university has violated their agreement with the coach and we are devastated. End quote. Man, who's this guy think he is? He's studying for Johnny Cochran's playbook? Because clearly he's confident. I mean, you have to say that, but man, all right. He does sound confident. Um, also, uh, back to the DeMar Hamlin story, just to make sure we get the feel-good part of this story correct today. Uh, the doctors during the press conference today said that Again, he's communicating through writing and right now, not able to speak yet, but through writing, he asked if they won the game. Asked who won the game, and their response was, DeMar, you won. You won the game of life, was what they <laughs> told DeMar Hamlin. That story is uh, continuing to have great little uh, drips and drops and nuggets of wonderful news. The fact that they're describing him as awake and squeezing the hands of friends and family members and associates and the people that are there with him, they are seeing good things. And this is where, again, Zay, what we hope, is that there is a 24-year-old body that has been trained to play in the NFL that is now rebooting itself and hopefully will be back to normal very soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, any positive news is great news. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. He is an absolute champ. And the fact that he had the presence of mind to be in the state that he's in and to ask those guys, did we win the game, just shows the type of guy and man he is. So I know that felt good for his family, for the Bills organization, and for the NFL and all the sports fans. Yeah, and I'll continue to say it. 
will watch it throughout tomorrow. I'm assuming that by the end of tomorrow, or certainly by kickoff on Saturday of that Chiefs-Raiders game, I guess the NFL's got to let everybody know, not everybody, they've got to let Buffalo and Cincinnati know what they want to do. Zay told you earlier, I hadn't heard this part of it, that the Bengals have said clearly, we will do what the Bills want to do. Yeah. And Joe Burrow specifically said that. Okay, yeah. So, so and when your quarterback says something like that, I'm pretty sure being the captain and who he is, that means the whole crew is definitely down with that. Also, we haven't put, pointed this part of it out, but just real quick, from Zach Taylor yesterday, Taylor says that when he crossed the field to talk to McDermott, the first thing out of his mouth was, I need to be at the hospital for DeMar and I shouldn't be coaching this game. End quote. An, yeah. an NFL head coach said that out loud after a player got hurt on the field. If that doesn't tell you it was different, I don't know what I can tell you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, shout out to Sean McDermott, man, man, for having a heart. Absolutely. That is about as human as we've heard someone be in a sports story in a long time. And uh, all the best to DeMar Hamlin. And Longhorn fans, now what when it comes to men's basketball? We know the next thing is a game in Stillwater, but who's going to be the head coach of the Texas Longhorns next year for the rest of this season? His name is Rodney Terry. Best of luck to Coach Terry and this basketball team dealing with everything that they have to deal with. Rod and Harge coming up to talk about that and a lot more. Longhorn Blitz podcast at 7. We're back tomorrow at noon. Be safe out there. See ya.